Yes, hello and welcome to episode number 7 of the end-to-end football podcast. This week we talk about Liverpool and Arsenal bouncing back, who will replace Arsene Wenger and who's had the worst year, Big Sam or Moisey. Let's find out. Welcome to the end-to-end football podcast, where we get stuck into the fast-paced world of Premier League football. With big on opinions, low on facts. A podcast that is based on our own opinions about the goings-on in the English Premier League. We'll be running through all the games, all the gossip on a weekly basis. So stay tuned and check it out. Yes, we're in for another episode. So we're gonna get straight into it. The the top the Tottenham Liverpool Liverpool Tottenham, sorry, 2-0. Oof. Tottenham thrown away any chance that they had at winning a title. Not that I would say that they had a chance of winning a title, but they definitely have thrown it away now. It's all gone and done and dusted. Even with a Chelsea slip up. But we're gonna move on to the uh, performances. The first goal outplayed, outclassed by Man Mane. On the left, on the left-hand side, Ben Davis, terrible. Yep, he couldn't handle Mane at all throughout the whole game. No, it was all, it was all over him, really. Yeah, of course. When he got home, he must be having nightmares of Mane's face, or just <laughs> not even his face, because he couldn't even hold that, bro. His heels—that's what he was <laughs> doing in his dust. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, he certainly, he certainly had nightmares, boy. And Liverpool having a lot of joy down his side, boy. So we're just going to come straight out of the bat this it's episode, boy. Straight L for Ben Davis. You had an absolute nightmare, mate. Uh, Tottenham are really going to gonna miss Danny Rose for however long he's out for. I've, I know it's a long one. I think it's two or three months that he's out for. So, I mean, Ben Davis wants to have a, a better game than that. I thought, I thought the, uh, the manager's decision to move to a back four when the back five has been so effective for Tottenham away from home, they looked real narrow in the in the defence, and uh, Liverpool was able to dis- exploit that. Sorry, uh, from a good wide play. Yeah, but knowing possibly why he's changed it is because if you watch in previous weeks, as I said last week on last week's show, the counter attack have more players in midfield, and they counter attack us when we're attacking. It's game over for Liverpool. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think they ever had a chance to counter-attack, really. Cause no, not yesterday, not at all. They were all over them. High press was really effective. It was, but it was, it was, it was sort of counter-attack, though, from what I saw, because it was Tottenham trying to play the ball up from the back, passing the ball around sideways, and Liverpool pressing them, and them losing it, and Liverpool getting a lot of space, because they were still sort of having a higher line, weren't they, Tottenham? And they just literally played into uh, Liverpool's hands, really. No yeah. for this. The back line was all over the place, to be fair. Oh. They were they were all over the place. I don't know if you see the, the analysis after the match as well. They were at 10s and 2s, mm, right at 2 and 8. <laughs> yeah, they were shoddy, but there was loads of mistakes coming from most of them back four players. And this performance is just sort of uh, indicative of Tottenham, really. Because oh, yes. when they're presented with a chance Definitely. to go and do something, you know, if they've got an important match where they can actually close the gap Whoever's ch- not that they really had any sort of chance, but you know, you know they had a chance to close the gap because Tottenham did go on and draw today. You know, last season when they were presented with them opportunities, you know, that famous Tottenham button comes up. Self-destruct sequence activated. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely shocking. Absolutely yeah. shocking. And as for Liverpool, for me, this performance just or this performance kind of just explains why they 
struggling against the small teams, really, because, like I said before, Tottenham are building a play from the back. They've got a high line, which allowed Liverpool to press them and win the ball in you know, decent areas with a lot of space in behind, whereas a small team, they're not going to be trying to play the ball out from the back and doing all that kind of stuff. It's going to be straight straight over the top, men behind the ball. And that's why I found the, the comments a bit strange, really, from the likes of Klopp saying, this is how we need to play all the time. And I'm like, you're not going to get a chance to play like that. You need to find a better, another solution. You cut, cut the Spurs, not Spurs. Liverpool cannot play the way they played against Spurs against the smaller team because the smaller team is not going to set up in that same way. No, they're they're not going to come to Anfield and and, and want to win it. You know, they're going to settle for that nil-nil draw and be quite happy for that. So it's up to Liverpool to break them down when they come there. I think I think there's that's one of their biggest problems as well against the smallest team that like you were saying, Kuda. Yep. And I think this performance is like sorry, this performance I just feel is it's another one that papers over the cracks because there you go again. They've been you know, this is their first league win this year. You know, everyone's all excited. Everyone thinks, yep, we're back in business, but I don't think they've actually solved the problems they've been having. Yes, money is back, but the style of because money has been back for the last what two games before this anyway against the smaller teams. They need to find a solution. I think they still need to find a solution for for teams that sit back because they get countered instead of them countering, which is what they were doing yesterday. I think you're right. But like I said, this is when, why against the bigger teams, I don't worry at all. Against the smaller teams, like, oh gosh, what performance are we going to get today? <laughs> but when we play certain teams, we go through a lot of like um, shots on the, on goal. And the finishing sometimes is appalling. Yesterday, he got it right, but he should have had a hat-trick because there's one where Kyle Walker's passed the ball back, made a mistake, and out of all them opportunities he had, you'd have thought that third one, he would have tucked that away. You could have had four in the first half, really, yeah. man. Couldn't you? Yeah, definitely had four clear-cut chances. But this is why I think they need a striker that's going to be clinical because, obviously, he's not. it's like he doesn't trust Daniel Sturridge, so I don't see him staying there beyond this season so we have to wait and see who he brings in but he's definitely going to have to bring in a striker that can finish yeah definitely definitely there's still there's still a lot of uh, room for improvement in terms of personnel I think um, you know and that, that will allow them to to have a plan B as well you know when it comes to these kind of teams you know I thought Firmino as well missed a few chances he was very wasteful you know this could, it could have been a cricket score really Tottenham were absolutely useless. Yeah, especially in the first half, especially in the first half, they were all over them really, weren't they? Yeah, even Coutinho, Coutinho could have had a couple himself. And and what what do we see on the table now? That's now now Arsenal are level one points with Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? And you know, as the equation goes, as I've been saying on this podcast, Tottenham will finish behind Arsenal. No matter what <laughs> they do, they will always finish behind Arsenal and they will find a way to do it. And look at them now. They're fine, they'll find a way. Oh, All this talk of them finishing above Arsenal, gas talk. <laughs> Definitely finishing <laughs> finishing below Arsenal. It just seems to be that the tables are turning in Arsenal's favour, doesn't it, at the moment as mm-hmm. as we go on to Arsenal in what was a, a very controversial well, a game of two handballs, I believe you put it first of all, Kuda. <laughs> I think that's a yeah. the the way to put it this match. I mean the the first goal, how the linesman does not give that as handball. I don't care if it's accidental or not. You can't put the ball in the back of the net using your hand. I don't. I don't. It, it, it shouldn't stand. It's it's just it's a disgrace how that wasn't counted for. And you got you got to understand that a team like Hull, the first goal is is massive against Arsenal. Yeah. You know? Because as soon as they concede that goal, they're already thinking, ah, the best we can get out of this is a draw now. But if they're, if they're still plugging away nil nil at half time, they they might think they can have a, a have a win out of it. 
And I, I think he let hold down that decision. And then obviously the second goal as well. Yeah, yeah left the referee yeah. with no, no choice really. You can't say anything about <laughs> it. But I mean, does, does that happen if, if the first goal doesn't, it's a different game. It's a, it's a completely and utterly different game. I mean, Hull's, Hull's game plan, they go there not to concede. And then to concede a goal like that, it's got to be a heartbreaker. Yeah, definitely. It must be a South American thing, isn't it? This um, handball thing. You know, we've got the hand of, the hand of Suarez now. Eh? <laughs> Suarez, the hand of... Uh, oh, Suarez did have a handball yeah, in the World <laughs> Cup. Yeah, yeah, hand of Suarez as well. Hand of Suarez, hand of Sanchez. Yeah, this well, guy's been a disease down there. You could also claim it's to be a Arsenal thing because Omri had that controversial one for France as well eh? against uh, Ireland oh, yeah, yeah. when there they uh, qualified for the World Cup. There you go. Now, hear that. <laughs> Didn't the referee... When you went and apologised, didn't they? Half time. Yeah, yeah that's all, it's yeah. strange. I've, I've, I, I don't blame. I think it was Mark Clattenburg, the referee. I don't actually blame him because if you look at his view, you, nah, he, he can't linesman. see where he is. It's a linesman. If you look at it, where the linesman is, you can see He's, how Suarez. Oh, Suarez, you got me saying Sanchez. Suarez. Sanchez pats mm. it into the back of the net. No, it's, it just shouldn't count. It's a disgrace. And the fact but what that, was his fault <laughs> was the Gibbs one. Because Gibbs should have been sent off. Oh, oh yes. that was so, despicable, yes. that one was. So the point I'm trying to make is that he's gone and apologised and then let them off anyway with that Gibbs situation. Because that's, that's a sending off. He bottled that. Hands down, that's a sending off. This last man, Markovic, is clean through. Even if he wasn't clean through, his last man, he's got to go. He gets a yellow card. Now, what's going on? And this is how it goes, you know. Sometimes we hear people like, you know, Arsene Wenger, Mourinho, all these kind of guys, you know, complaining about refs, but they forget to mention these times where, you know, you get the rub of the green and that's how football goes. You know, they, they yeah. got that cliche, isn't it? That these decisions balance themselves out. Over so, the season, yeah. They, yeah, this is what happens. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So people need to stop complaining. Yeah, we've got to forget, we must not forget that Arsene Wenger is serving a, a touchline band at the moment for a refereeing decision he <laughs> thought wasn't against his team, you know what I mean? So, I mean, <laughs> within a couple of weeks, it's already evened itself out. So, there you go. <laughs> but again, as for as for Arsenal, it's a good result, you know, after the terrible week they had last week. Yeah, you know, sometimes some when, when you're having, it's not a great performance, but when you have had that kind of nightmare week they've had, you know, you just want to get a win anyhow, man. Handball or dodgy penalties, whatever it is, you know, you just just get the three points on the board. Well, you got to win dirty if you want to try and get somewhere in this table. I don't know. I thought the one player that did have a good performance, we were a big fan of him on this show again, is, uh, is Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He's playing in yeah, the yeah. middle of the park. He's, he's looking like the player we all thought he is, you know, it's amazing exactly. what a run of games can, can do for, do for the fella. And I thought it was exactly. very, very strange that he would substitute him again. You know, why, why would you substitute him? It's, it's strange. Every time he seems to get into a little role, into a little rhythm, get substituted, left out the team. I don't know. I think it's it's weird how how they handle uh, Oxley Chamberlain. I think. Yeah, but you know that's also Winger's way. He's a bit mad sometimes with his decisions. I think <laughs> the best thing for Chamberlain is if he moves on because he'll get game time wherever he goes. Really, definitely, he's a quality yeah. player. Yeah, if he could take a player on. He can run with the ball. He can defend. Uh, there's nothing really much that he can't do. He can finish. He's looking stronger like as well. He's yeah. looking stronger in the middle of the park. He looked like a beast yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, nice. He looked like a beast yesterday. Like there was a couple of runs I seen him do where he ran from like the defence all the way. Oh up yeah, to he won like eighty yeah. eighty six yards or something like that with the ball. Took on about yeah. five of them. Excellent run. Excellent. Yeah, run. he he's just definitely... left them in the dirt. They couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't touch him. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely been the bright spark in this terrible. 
terrible little spell that they mm. had, you know. Because even against Chelsea, he's probably the only player that could really, you know, have any kind of pride with his performance. You know, he's been he's been really good, man. Yeah, that, but that away performance at Southampton as well, excellent. Yeah, yeah, but look at all them performances he does. He still gets substituted. What's what's happening? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's because what I'm that's because Arsenal is playing politics, you know. <laughs> and as a avid Real Madrid supporter, I am fully aware of football politics, but <laughs> you know what I mean, and that, that's what's happening here because. True, really, and truly, there's a lot of times where Ozil should be taken off, but you know, never gets. Why, why, why wasn't Ozil had probably one of his worst games of the season? Uh, for me personally, I think he was worse than against Chelsea. I, he was useless, especially the first half. He was absolutely useless. Even his passing was off, but he never took him off. He <laughs> never took him off. You know, you know what I mean? And then you take off, you take off the the person that's not going to cause a lot of trouble, the person that doesn't have uh, the the kind of power that Ozil has in this. Um, Arsenal dressing room yeah and that's what I'm saying it's a lot of uh, pandering and <laughs> politics well you got to pander to these uh, modern day footballers so you've been told you can't treat them uh, as mean as you once would I know it's strange but what about Hull let's, let's, let's have a little decent I mean 2-0 oh, looks fantastic. bad yeah 2-0 looks but bad against performance, them performance great but the performance stunning as as usual since uh, the new man's taken over just want to touch quickly on I saw a little stat afterwards don't get them often on this show but um, <laughs> Hull had 51% of the possession, overall possession, at the Emirates. Hull. Wow. Let's marinate that wow. for a second. That is... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you know, I know they'd say... I'm not a big fan of Hull possession wins football games and all of that. Da, 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 da. But, mm. I mean, just to have 51% possession at the Emirates against Arsenal, probably the the most famous English club for keeping possession of the football you know yeah. it just shows you the performance and how it's turned around since the new man's come in he's he's working wonders yeah definitely and I mean I thought, I thought Markovic looked good as well yeah, oh, he's Markovic, fantastic up, yeah. I thought Markovic yeah. was very yep. good I think but you could see why he hasn't quite made it in on the sort of what we call the upper echelons yeah. of football because he gets sometimes he gets into his positions especially out wide where it's like you weren't really making a decision it quick lost. enough Mm. You know, I mean, it's like he's thinking: Should I dribble? Should I shoot? Should I should I cross it? You know, what I mean, and he's kind of, and he ends up uh, passing it backwards. But he was a constant threat down that side, man. He he caused him a lot of trouble. Other than that, Nias as well. He had a good game. Tom Huddleston, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't no, impressed. I, no. I thought he looked a bit clumsy, really. You know, I was I was not too impressed with him, to be fair. Yeah, but he's, he's as, pretty reliable as, at times as well. In, in this game, I didn't. Yeah, I, I think he was, he was just poor. off the pace in this game, but he's usually pretty reliable. Yeah, I, I thought he was a bit poor in this one. But the performance, it was again like against Chelsea when they lost 2-0. Do you know what I mean? They were never out of the game. No, definitely. You know? They do they do, they do, do have that something and they do uh, attack and it's nice to see. But, um, they got a fight in their stomach. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a team that's looking like they're severely lacking a fight in their stomach is uh, Sunderland. I mean... To get a result like they did against uh, Crystal, sorry, Kuda, <laughs> Crystal Palace <laughs> last week, and then to come up, yep. I mean, he didn't change anything. Fair, I mean, fair play to him. He thought, ah, oh, look at that, we won four nil. <laughs> let's let's try it again. And then, clear. <laughs> oops, <laughs> that, I, I don't think that worked. I mean, they were lackluster. I mean, it's, it's a decent result for Southampton to turn it around after a bit of poor run of form lately, and to. Uh, to get a 4-0 result, fair play. But 
Yeah, I thought that Gabby, what's his name? Gabby Udini. Yeah, he had a good game. He'll be playing at Anfield soon. (laughs) Liverpool will be exercising. They'll be using their their loyalty points that they've got with Southampton (laughs) to get get a hold of it. They probably won't even have to use money, just loyalty points, really. (laughs) Since they buy so many players from them. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, They'll be uh, definitely... uh, for, for Southampton anyway very good result but Sunderland man come on how'd you come from a 4-0 away win to losing 4-0 at home in the very next game you know uh, that's ridiculous man absolutely ridiculous I mean for me the manager's got to hold the blame for that <laughs> the manager's got to hold for blame for you've been at the bottom <laughs> of, this, of, the, of the league all season I mean what makes you think you've arrived in life just because you beat Crystal Palace man everybody's doing <laughs> it it was, a, it was a big turnaround point of the season so do you say didn't you know what I mean yeah big turnaround point of the season but you know what I mean you go and you get a wallet 4-0 in the next game At sorry home. mate you got to hold the manager one now you are one pathetic loser indeed L of the week Okay. Yeah, that was absolutely shocking. And and, and, a, and a little stat in terms of... Uh, oh, we're throwing them out game. there today. We're throwing them out Isn't there it? today. <laughs> we, got, we got the stats out tonight, boy. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'm only kidding. No stats, mate. <laughs> no stats for that. The only stat is it's 4-0. And it's absolutely embarrassing for Crystal Palace because this is what we lost to. This is what we lost. <laughs> we lost our home to this. <laughs> shocking. shocking. Absolutely shocking. But good performance by Southampton, who are missing a Virgil van Dijk at the moment, who's a rock at the back. So, and yeah. to keep the foe quiet, fair play to them, especially at home. Yeah, exactly. Um, another team that was playing at home, West Ham, the West Derby. Let's move on to that. Hmm. Exciting game. Well, especially for one manager, as I think he nearly had a heart attack by the end of this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throwing mics and everything, but that, that come with, comes a little bit later on in the game. Uh, just want to touch quickly on uh, Andy Carroll. Told you, knew he would get injured eventually, and here we go. <laughs> that would, he's got a groin strain at the moment that we were led to believe will, he'll be out for three weeks, so... We'll see him in about two months' time. <laughs> but I thought, to be fair, overall, the draw was probably, as much as it pains me to say, the, the, the fair result. But I thought West Ham could have won it just for the fact that we were leading 2-1 with like 30 seconds to go. It's not for the first time. We can't see a game out. It's probably why we're at where we're at. But to be fair, West Brom are, are climbing high and, high and higher and higher in the... Uh, Premier League so fair play to them they got a sneaky little draw out of it and if I took my uh, claret and blue sunglasses off for just one moment (laughs) (laughs) um, I can't really see what Bilic is too fussed about to be honest with you it wasn't too much of a controversy if if I'm honest even though yeah yeah, even though I'd love to say a few things about Michael Oliver but I won't (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, West Brom, West Brom, they've been having a really good season, man. 37, what are they on? 37 points now, you know, yeah, eight in the table. And the funny thing about this, this team as well, I will, I will throw a stats this time, but, um, funny thing about it, you know, this side there, yeah, they're the only team the whole season. They've not had more position than their opponent. They're oh, always wow. the team with less position. Goes to show you, but Tony Pulis, 
He never changes, but <laughs> <laughs> same old Pulis, but it is very effective. I thought that he had some good, uh, some good goals in this game, actually. It, that's just about yeah. to say. I think yeah. the Chadley goal was very, oh, very, man. very good. That touch before the, the finish. Yeah, oh, and he put it, through, put it through his legs. Is it right? And then, yes. And then he's gone on, taking the ball a bit further and putting it through the keeper's legs. Mm. I was thinking... Look at this guy. If this was somebody else, someone like Messi <laughs> or something, they'd be howling for weeks. Well, you know, Chadley, he loves scoring against West Ham this season, isn't it? Yeah. He banged in two in the, in the in the previous game, isn't it? Yeah. Be, before. And then the Lanzini goal as well. Ooh. Oh, boy. That yeah. was a goal. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> You're vocal about that one. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I, I switched off for a second there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, even for the first goal that West Ham scored, Lanzini let one off from outside the box. Yeah, he was unlucky with that one. To yeah. Be fair. yeah, he's got it in his locker, definitely. Other and and to be fair, afterwards for Gooley, who I'm not his biggest fan, but over recent <laughs> weeks he's been playing quite decent. He's, he's slightly yeah. changing my opinion of him, which is which is hard to do. But if he keeps on plugging <laughs> away, fair play to him. <laughs> he never had a bad game yesterday for Gooley. No, we we played oh. decent. We've definitely turned the corner and uh, hopefully finish in the top half of the season which is uh, top half of the season top half of the table which is all I think we can uh, hope for this season which is not bad considering how it started yeah definitely definitely <laughs> so let's, let's let's run through a couple of well the rest of the results really yeah uh, so we've got let's, let's start off with this one Stoke Crystal Palace uh, Man United oh Stoke Crystal Palace was 1-0 Man United Watford 2-0 Burnley, Chelsea, 1-1. Swansea, Leicester, 2-0. Which one did... Oh, Middlesbrough, Everton, 0-0. Standard from Middlesbrough, really. That's it. I miss anyone out, boys, or is that all of them? No, that's it, mate. That's That's all of them. Anything to say about them games there? Well, my boys again, Crystal Palace, another defeat. Um, You know, the only way is up after a 4-0 defeat, isn't it? So I suppose it is an improved performance, a 1-0 <laughs> loss away compared to a 4-0 defeat at home. <laughs> so yeah, we're making progress, boys, you know. But yeah, we look dead and buried at the moment. I mean, Free I say dead and buried. Moment. Yeah, dead and buried in the sense of the performances. But if you actually look at the points, it's still very tight at the bottom there. Yeah, still alive. About, yeah, up, up to about Middlesbrough. It's uh, very, very tight. I think I think Swansea are starting to run away now. Yeah, with their two new win today. Oh. Leicester, Leicester are definitely joining us. Leicester, they 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 are terrible. I mean, the goal first goal that was scored by Swansea. Beautiful finish. Yeah, and that's a defender. The way he just volleyed it home was that. Yep, and more misses from Vardy as well. You see the amount of chances he oh. missed today. Jeez. You know, oh. about I would say about four or five that last season. Yeah, that's going in. But it's not even That's just miss, missing and not scoring. It's actually missing the target now. It, you, do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> that bad of a, of a run of form that he's on. He just doesn't even look like he can hit the target anymore. It's terrible. Yeah, yes. but you know what? It don't even look like they're going to score at all. We forget Vardy now because obviously you have just said what you've said about him and it's true. But it don't even look like anybody else is scoring. What's happened to Mahrez? Yeah, I was going to say, where's this player of Boy. the year? You know? <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> a shadow shadow of the former self and it's not the first time we've said it and it's yeah. it's the whole team and I hear when I'm listening to uh, sports pundits football pundits and all of that 
They're all saying, oh, it's because of Kante. It's because of Kante. I, I think there's only nah. so much you can blame on losing one player. And there's no exactly. way that one player elevated you that high. I mean, it was all, they was all riding on a wave. That's what it was. But to exactly. come down so far and then just blame it on the loss of one player. If you would have lost all three of them, that was your key performances last, last season. Like, um, Kante, Mares, and Vardy. Forget their se- their form this season. But if you would have just lost them three, then you could have blamed it on the fact that oh three, yeah, yeah, we lost all three of them. But the fact that it was just one player, a holding midfielder, that you lost. Nah, you can't you can't blame it on that alone. You got there's, yeah, a, no, there's got all. a time in the season where you got to stand up and be counted, and they don't. Look, they're all sitting down. <laughs> sitting exactly. down, you mean? They're sitting behind the chair and hiding, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean the whole Kante thing. I mean, what what does can't they have to do with Vardy missing a sitter? Exactly, that's what I mean. That's what I don't <laughs> you know, get. What does Kante have to do with you know, like Mares busting a skill, cutting inside? You know what he was doing last season, and you know, finishing it top corner and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's got nothing to do with Kante, man. Like, it's yes, he was important. Yeah, we can see what he's doing at Chelsea, but you know, he, he, like you said, he was. He, it's not. It's not all down to him. Everyone's got to sort of look in the mirror and see what's what's really going on. <laughs> speaking of Kante, one-one today against the mighty Burnley at home. Oh, you know oh, yes. this team is absolutely hilarious once again. <laughs> you know I mean, that's another point at home. They were unlucky as well. They could have won even. Could have gone either way this game, really, couldn't it? Exactly, man. They're absolutely ridiculous, man. I mean, Chelsea. Yeah, this is not a team that drops points, you know, with with teams outside the top six. You know, they they usually do they what they're supposed to. But, yeah, they usually yeah. don't quit. Yeah, but Burnley at home is just, you know, they might as well be a top six team. Man. <laughs> <laughs> when they're at Look home, at them anyway. last week. Yeah, exactly. Look at them last week, man. Finished at Watford. Absolutely got beaten. They come in, Chelsea at home. They're back to normal. <laughs> they must be so frustrated, man. But boy, I would love to be in their position as a Palace fan at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a free kick as well by the the home debutant of uh, Robbie Brady and the left quarter just off. <laughs> Fantastic free <laughs> kick. They had no chance of getting it. Yeah, that was an absolutely brilliant, brilliant finish. Man United two 0 against Watford. I never saw this. To be fair, not not really interested. Yeah, it's a pretty still, bog standard. Yeah, bog standard expected victory. Uh, the one thing exactly. I will say about this is it just looks as though Man United are starting to get their little fear factor about going back to uh, Old Trafford. You know, when teams come there now, they're looking a bit bit fearful. Yeah. You know, when mm. a couple of seasons ago, the Moisey um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Dutch fellow, I've forgotten his name. <laughs> Van Gaal. Van Gaal, that's it. Van Gaal, yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they just lost that sort of fear factor, but it's... It, Mourinho's just turning it back on at Old Trafford, I think, and uh, fair play to them. 2-0. It's a home victory. What more can you ask for? Clean sheet. Yeah, the million chances created once again. You know, they, they are creating a lot of chances. They just need to finish them. If they were to finish all their chances, but someone would get a real hiding. <laughs> someone would get a <laughs> yeah, real hiding. You know, man. they had a lot of opportunities in this game. And like you said, yeah. if they had finished majority of them, boy, you they don't know what type all. of school, school line you would have seen. Yeah, that's it. But they just can't seem to shake off this sixth position. I mean, they they were fifth for like what was an hour or something. Yeah, that one. <laughs> 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 that's it. And then they're back to sixth again. It's, they just got a <laughs> they're struggling to shake it off at the moment, boy. But yeah, their form, their form. I mean, they I think they've they've been unbeaten for a while now, isn't it? I'm pretty sure they've got like 
something stupid like 15 games or something ridiculous yeah, quite uh, without losing mm. yep and they're, but still, they're still six <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> ridiculous isn't it? ridiculous before you move on to the next game I just got a, a Man United trivia question for you um, how much did they buy Paul Pogba for? Ah, you know, I like to uh, drop this in. He, he, was, he was having um, how many shots? Never finished with one of them. 89 mil. <laughs> come on, come on. Thanks for reminding me. I almost went through a podcast without mentioning Pog, uh, Pogba's prize, boy. 89 mil. No You're having a laugh, mate. <laughs> Cheers for that. <laughs> yeah, boy. What about the, the most uh, insignificant? The, the, Oh no, we done we done Swansea already, my man. Yeah, we done that one, man. We we're, we're on to the most insignificant team That's in the what league, I thought, which is I thought, Middlesbrough. It's time for that one already. <laughs> I thought, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, man. Always, always the last game on match of the day, man. Middlesbrough, another nil, nil. That's how you Absolutely. know it's the end of the podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely coming towards the end now. <laughs> Exactly, exactly curtains are warming up. <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly, but then uh, as for Everton, I mean, you score six goals. To score none in the next game. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I think but I did see, though, they, Middlesbrough in the second half, they had a lot of chances. I mean, the, the Everton keeper pulled off a few a few distant saves. I mean, I don't know what I was doing staying up that late watching that match. But yeah, I did, see, <laughs> I, did, I did see a few saves. Yeah, but even Lukaku, he had some opportunities. I mean, scoring four goals last week, you'd think the opportunity that you see you miss, you thought, nah. <laughs> last week, he was just putting away the ones that were, you wouldn't think that you'd put away, yeah, you were slapping them in this week. Nothing. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? And that's one of them ones where, you know, like we've said before here, you know, on his day, he's unplayable. Yeah. Obviously, yesterday wasn't his day. As we do, we're talking about finishes. We can move on to this uh, hot topic seeing as we've done our review now. And, uh, a finisher called Ian Wright started this uh, debate, I believe. And uh, yeah. he reckons that Arsene Wenger's gone at the end of the season. And I personally think oh, he's boy. he's probably right as well. Um, so that leaves everyone asking then, who are Arsenal going to have as a manager? I mean, well, I've got yeah. no ideas. I mean, I only recently just saw that uh, list that you, you brought in towards the show where uh, Kuda before the show and uh, that, that's astonished me to be honest with you that's that's shocking man but, but then again it's not from a credible source nah, it nah, is it, the Daily Mirror so, yeah, so it's yeah. definitely not not a proper source Hang that is a you know, S-A-U-C yeah. <laughs> source that is uh, that is definitely some tomato ketchup because I mean you've got Rafa Benitez Thomas wow. Tuchel uh, Luis Enrique and Leonardo Jardim or Jardim two shows the uh, Dortmund manager in the one that the media are calling a junior Klopp and, and I'll just run through these guys from, from, from the bottom yeah. up you've got Leonardo Jardim his only credentials is a Greece league title <laughs> now I don't want to do a Paul Mercer and you know start slating the guy <laughs> <Yeah>. off <laughs> I don't know who, who comes did he into win the, the league, league title in, in Greece then you know? I ain't got a clue oh, okay, but probably, probably Olympiakos so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly man we don't, we don't do that kind of research on this yeah, podcast fair enough, <laughs> but I'll, I'll just put it out there <laughs> <laughs> we literally do a brief a brief uh, swipe of the Wikipedia page <laughs> and you got Luis Enrique, who I do not rate, you know what I mean? That's just because you've got you know, one of the greatest teams ever, Barcelona. You know what I mean? It's not nothing to do with what he's done. We've seen what he's done, you know, at Roma and Celta Vigo. At Celta Vigo, he probably, that was probably his best spell, but they're doing better now. 
they're doing now they're doing better now without him anyway to be fair um <laughs> And then that Thomas Tuchel, I mean, I don't really get the hype with him, to be fair. I mean, what are his credentials? With Mainz finishing seventh, come on, man. That's his, that's his credentials, you know, going into the cup final with Dortmund and finishing second in the league. I mean, that's just a given. I don't really see his, his credentials. I mean, you know, Dortmund is just a well-oiled machine, to be fair. I mean, they're, you know, they're very good at sporting talent. They've been doing that before he was there, and I'm pretty sure they'll do it after. So it's a bit of a risk. It's a bit of a risk. Then we've got, my man Rafa Benitez. I mean, <laughs> that was that was. This is the funniest one, to be fair. That is the funniest one right there. I, I was saving the best for last. Rafa Benitez at Arsenal. Are you absolutely like? Do you know what? Yeah, given those four people, I would even I'd rather have Arsene Wenger. I don't even like him. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just carry on with Arsene. You know that? <laughs> like them guys there. Nah, now, given so that shortlist though, isn't isn't then Benitez the most experienced one then? Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. goes to see that the, the caliber. Do you know what I mean? It, Man City, they went out and got Guardiola, Man United, got Mourinho, Liverpool, mm. Klopp, even Spurs yeah. with Pochettino, you know, he's an up and coming manager. Yeah. If, if, if yeah. I was, if I was Arsenal, that's who I'd try and steal. Cause yeah, but that then, would just yeah, mess up Tottenham completely. Just he, go nah, for Pochettino. I don't, don't see him changing, leaving Tottenham to go to Arsenal. Stranger things that have happened. See. Big it money. Arsene Wenger is one of the highest paid ma- managers in the world. So there's, there's got to be a nice, big, big stack of money ready for that new manager <laughs> to spend and for wages. And the likes of which Tottenham couldn't couldn't compete with. Well, you wouldn't be surprised if someone like Roberto Mancini going there or something like that. Mm. Nah, oh, what a disaster that would be. That was, I can't see that either. Well, it's not my club, either. so I don't really care. Because really, <laughs> <honest. laughs> I've talk of uh, Simeone going there, but nah. you know, unless they're moving into a new ground, I'm pretty sure he wants to have at least one season in in, in the new stadium um, next next year. But possibly after it might be available, but I, I don't think it'll be available in the summer. I think he definitely wants to see them into the new stadium at least at least for one. I mean, the, the only ones that are out there is what Allegri. But again, well, I, I think if he does leave, he's, he's probably going to pick a manager and he's just going to pick some random person that most of us ain't heard of. You know, it's going to be like when Alex Ferguson handpicked um, Moisey. Moisey. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's what it's going to be like. He's going to handpick one of his cronies, probably be a French manager and uh, see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, <laughs> to, to touch on the difference, I was just talk, thinking about Moisey there, and I know we're running out of time, so I just want to touch on it quickly. And I heard it, I heard it earlier on as well. Who do you think's had the worst year? David Moyes or Sam Allardyce? Now think about the year as well, because I mean, hmm. <laughs> Sam Allardyce <laughs> from keeping Sunderland up, then becoming England manager, to being sacked as the England manager. <laughs> and then looking where he's at now at Crystal Palace. And then we yeah. got the whole Moyes fiasco. I mean, his life's been in a downward spiral since he left uh, Everton, really. <laughs> just come from one disaster to another. And with this week's results, it just looks like another disaster for him. And uh, yeah. <laughs> both, both of them I, two. I think... Allardyce. I'll go with Allardyce. Yeah, yeah with, my, with my Crystal Palace glasses on, I would definitely say Allardyce. <laughs> this is a man that's been crying to be England manager. He finally got his wish. One game. Know, exactly. <laughs> does one game, gets sacked for not even anything they've done, you know, on the pitch, you know, some off the pitch nonsense. And... 
I don't know actually maybe that's got something to do with how he's performing because is he lacking that hunger that's what I mean it's no, got to have some before. some effects on you hasn't it do you know coming from that big high of that dream job you've always wanted yeah. and then to, to nothing to managing Crystal Palace in well, nothing a rel- a rel- sorry my, my bad <laughs> I didn't mean it like that I didn't mean it like that honestly my <laughs> but I mean I mean that's a that's a massive like come down oh yeah definitely it's a massive you know drop I mean? it's a massive drop Especially when you've been working so hard to prove yourself that you know I am I'm, I'm uh, I've got the credentials to be England manager, and now what is he really fighting for? Because he's not going to become England manager again, and he's one of these people that are sort of, you know, what? How many English managers could really go on to manage a Chelsea or United? You know, I mean, he knows that's not that's not possible. So really, you know, this is his level, and I don't think he's got the same drive this season. Doesn't look like it doesn't his have passion the same there really into his yeah, fight. Definitely. It's all gone from him, I reckon. Um, yeah, that's what that's all we've got time for this week. There'll be no predictions because uh, it's FA Cup. And as we always say, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just review it. So um yeah, because there's not really many big clashes anyway. You got you know fixtures like Arsenal yeah. against Sutton and stuff like that. I mean, None of our teams are in it whatsoever as well. So exactly, all our teams have been swiped out. So yeah, <laughs> interest is at an all time low for this uh, fifth round. You know, we've got EFL Cup final as well. Another thing we don't care about. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, so exactly not at all. And uh, as we always say, if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe, subscribe, and to leave it. a rating. On iTunes. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Laters. Bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <there we> <laughs>